What is up, guys? It's the Low Key Sports Crew coming back with possibly the last podcast episode of football before the off season comes, which is my favorite time. This <laughs> is a sad a, day, man. It's, it's definitely a sad day, but Sunday's gonna be exciting. Tomorrow's gonna be exciting. We know we got the NFL honors tomorrow. Uh, we got Sir. we got how many people? Uh, like it. It's been really uh. What's it called? Like nobody's been broadcasting about the awards. Oh, bro, no, they, like Not at nobody all. knows about it for real. And I, li- I literally figured out that it was Thursday. They figured it out uh, yesterday. Cause I thought it was gonna be Saturday, like it always be. The yeah. Day before the Super Bowl, and now they moved it. Exactly, it's Super Bowl Eve. You always open up a gift, you know. Like, come on, where is our presence, exactly. Mom? Like. <laughs> Now you you mean for the entire day I gotta watch NBA and then watch some crackheads in LA, <laughs> just, <laughs> just entertaining the streets. <laughs> but nah, I can't I can't wait for tomorrow, especially because uh, uh, I definitely want to see how MVP is going to shape out. Yeah, cause, for sure. Cause Tom Brady could have honestly won, and has has MVP won like before they like after they announced their retirement. I, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think, yeah, I don't think nobody I, was that old and won the MVP. And I think that's the perfect way to, for for Brady to go out. They, well, not they the perfect way. If he won the Super Bowl and then left, then yeah. Yeah. But, yeah you can't have everything. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start off with the NFL honors um, predictions. First of all, for each award that's going to be coming up tomorrow, and we can start off with probably if we if you want to go with the most boring. Yeah, we we go or least to least, least to like more exciting. Okay, so I guess coach of the year. Yeah, talk about these coaches. All right. <laughs> so honestly, I got I'm gonna just straight out say it's been Zach Taylor since the postseason started for me. And I think it just confirms it even more after uh, after these last uh, few weeks. Especially the fact that, you know, you're playing in the Super Bowl and you had the same odds as the Jets at the beginning of the year. You had the mm. same odds as the Jets Bro, that, to make the Super Bowl. That's crazy. The Jets are, have the what? Which pick is theirs? The fifth the, pick or seventh? They have the fourth and the... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the yeah, oh, no. guys. That's five and seven for first. the Giants. Giants, yeah. Yeah. Giants have five and seven. Jets have four and ten. So, yeah, their pick was four. Yeah. To New York, you had the same odds. And you had the fifth pick. So, the fact that you go from the fifth overall pick to a Super Bowl, and you might even win that. And if you keep it a close game, you just completed the best turnaround of all time. Yeah. In honestly, sports history. And it's like you're not going nowhere, how young you are. Exactly. Everybody's young. You don't even have an offensive line yet, and you're still dominating like this. Like That's scary. That is really scary. Offensive line is considered one of the most important position groups in football. And you doing this, like, <laughs> props to Zach Taylor. So, that's mine. Who y'all got? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, if he didn't win, of course, but I know my prediction was Sean McVay, just because of uh, the turnaround. And the Rams have uh, the weapons that he had before, you know, the trades of Odell. 
I mean, not the trade of Odell, the trade of Von Miller, and then Odell signing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Taylor is honestly a good one, though, just because, yeah, like you said, the odds he had. And, it's and like, he's definitely expected to be, like, the bottom of the division, and yet they mm-hmm. won the division. But uh, I'll just stay with my prediction just to have some diversity. But uh, I can definitely see, like, I can definitely see Zach Taylor, but I say Sean McVay as well just because... They, the, the Rams went all in, and we actually saw an all-in team finally, you know, have a, have a, actually do what they wanted to do and be in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah. They gave up all their future assets so to, have, <laughs> to have the coldest <laughs> veterans and get their rings. And it's crazy how you do it with Rodgers and Brady as the two as seeds. You have, as a two seeds better than you, and you got rid of Brady, and the 49ers did Rodgers for you, so I mean. Yeah. You didn't even mention the best quarterback that they beat in the playoffs. Oh, God. Go Jalen Hurts. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Did y'all just see the report that came out like half an hour ago? What? Uh, they said that Russell Wilson is expected to be traded uh, this offseason. And really? they said they said the likely suitor is the Eagles. Oh, and I was man. like, please don't. I don't want this. I do not want well, this can personally. Can the Steelers get on that, please? Honestly, yes. <laughs> no, you should. Go yeah. some <laughs> How about I say you're in the same state, you know? Hey, you, know. you honestly should, especially like he. You need a mentor like that, especially with you know all the Chase Claypool. Yeah, Ju- if Juju he Smith gonna, stays, he get them together I don't sure. think Juju Smith stays. But nah. d- like him and Deontay Johnson would be a nice duo. Yeah, him, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Clay uh, Claypool on top of having Najee, that's a core right there. Honestly, so, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame y'all for going after him. Yeah, but uh. For my coach of the year prediction, well, my you know prediction before the season was Mike Rabel, and according to some publications, he's still up there. But I don't believe that. Like, I think Zach Taylor kind of ran away with this award, like just off the strength of like their their turnaround of that whole franchise and how they changed the culture of that franchise. And you know, like y'all said earlier, like. They're still young, and they're going to be around for a long time. So, mm-hmm. And getting all the way to the Super Bowl from last year being, you know, having a top 10 pick to now you in the Super Bowl, possibly getting a ring. So I feel like he ran away with this award. So my prediction is Zach Taylor. That's a good one, too. Because I didn't even, honestly didn't even think about Vrabel uh, being in it just because of how quickly, like, you did get that number one seat, which is very impressive, especially with yeah. the fact that Derrick Henry was out so long and y'all still succeeded. But my my only concern with that was that I don't think one Juju was I mean not Juju uh uh Julio Jones yeah I one I wish when he was healthy he was used a lot more and like. Actually, yeah, like <laughs> that—that's really uh, the main thing I had to say. But I was about to say you can't blame like the time that he missed on Vrabel, of course. Yeah, because you know yeah. Julio's always been that guy that just kind of exits every <laughs> once in a while. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, next uh, next award, which which one do y'all want to do? Uh, we sense? can we can do comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Do you want me to go first since? We going to keep the same word? I, yeah. I'll just say mine quick. All right, mine is Joe, Joe Burrow for sure. Mm-hmm. So I had Dak, you know, at the beginning of the year, but 
Right now, yeah, Joe Burrows for sure. Yeah, honestly, that's that's mine too. Like, I was saying, uh, for if we say like regular season, it was it's for sure Dak, and yeah. I would just because like you were close to getting uh the one, number one seed, and the fact that your your team was playing outstanding the entire year, uh, defense got a hell of a lot better, actually, like one of the best defenses in the league too, but. The fact that, that that team was just so well put together, and I can't stand the Cowboys, but props to them for that. However, you know, <laughs> because of uh, all that, like, I'm I'm still say Joe Burrow, too. Right. But uh, I, I can't give it to Dak after after that. <laughs> that, that. That playoff game kind of <clears throat> just ruined the whole, like, his whole case, honestly. I don't understand. Like, regular, regular season, he definitely got a case to be, you know, got that war, but the playoffs just kind of killed that for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, so I got Joe Burrow. It's unanimous. Yeah, unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe Burrow. Hey, it, props to Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't got much to say. I mean, he's become the most popular NFL player in like right. four days. <laughs> Right, man went from. I can't believe he was on Home Alone, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, he grew up in front of our eyes. <clears throat> he man. grew up right man. in front of our eyes. As a Super Bowl quarterback. I want to shout out to. Uh, want to shout out to a dude Central Florida U- UCF that hit the shit out of Joe Burrow because oh man he knocked talent into <laughs> him. I've been saying that since I saw that. He hit. knocked some sense into him, bro. That's funny. That may really knock them into greatness. Cause before that, Joe Burrow was considered maybe above average. Like he was, he was, he did, he had a good year that year before he went off, but he really did knock the talent into him. Cause after that, he did go off. So that's a good oh. point. I didn't even think about that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a weapon. No, I I read I read this wrong. I thought. <laughs> I thought this said defensive player of the year, and it said unanimous Michael Parsons. Oh, Jesus. But it's defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. No. I was, uh, no, it's Lane Oh, uh, yeah. But, okay, well, we can uh, but we can move on to uh, defensive rookie of the year. I feel like that's unanimous as well. I got Michael Parsons. Before the year, I had uh, – I had Michael Parsons as well, so he definitely lived up to expectations. They even exceeded my expectations. I didn't know he was going to be that dominant coming out the first year and just wreaking havoc on offenses, you know, the whole year, no matter who he was going against. He really showed, like, you know, that motor really does, like, matter, and his motor is something that's unmatched and something that's going to put him over the edge for years to come, so. Yeah, I got I got Mike Parsons. Yeah, honestly, that was mine. As that I'm pretty sure that was my pick. I can't find my list, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Michael Parsons as well. Anytime you're considered a deep uh, for defensive player of the year as a rookie, it's unanimous. Yeah, and they don't even have to waste time on that. That man had double digit sacks already. You could tell he knew how to cover. He he knew his spots. And I feel like when you get drafted to a place that you wanted to get drafted to, like, as in you were a fan of your whole career, your whole life, 
it yeah. drives a different motivation for you. And you could clearly see he wanted to be there. And, well, we saw at the uh, at the draft, he was saying, Cowboys, come get him. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, he, you could tell, like, he really loves the Cowboys. So, pro- props to him. That man had a hell of a year. So, Michael Parsons. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I remember the, um, my prediction was Patrick Sertan, because as a former cornerback, I wanted to root for the cornerback, but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I knew, I knew that, I knew that Michael would be more likely, even though I think Patrick Sertan did have a good year, but, uh, I mean, yeah, if you, uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of beat it, but if he gives a player to the year options so I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kind of beat on that so, yeah, it's unanimous yeah okay, uh, mm-hmm. we can move on to you know the offensive side of the ball for rookie of the year uh, right now I got Jamar Chase for sure before the year I had uh, you know had my Steeler Najee and you know but, uh, yeah, I have my uh, still Najee. Even though I'm glad he made the Pro Bowl, you know, congrats to him and all that. But Jamar Chase kind of ran away with this award as well, like showing that he, again, like, no, that whole Bengals team, but him in particular is going to be here for a while. Then, shoot, even next couple of years, he might be, like, top five, top ten receiver. He might as well always <clears throat> already, you know, be in a top 15 conversation right now the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you keep this up, he's definitely going to be the superstar in this league. So, yeah, I got Jamar Chase. Yeah, honestly, that's who I got. But I'm so proud of who I picked at the beginning of the year. And that was Kyle Pitts. Oh, and yeah. I don't even need the list for that. I remember that because I was so high on this guy. And he did. he's not winning rookie of the year, rightfully so, because of Jamar or Mac Jones. But... That man didn't make the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Uh, he finally caught a touchdown in America uh, <laughs> uh, in the Pro Bowl. And that's the only reason why I'm not upset that he w- like wasn't even considered. Because Atlanta did the same thing with Julio. Because how are you going to nearly break Calvin's record? Yeah. And he yeah, didn't like, have a single like, uh, touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> How does that even make sense? That's that's funny. Because we watched Calvin every single game that he broke that record. We watched every single game. And it's almost impossible to have that many yards and, and not no get a touchdown. touchdown. So I can't even imagine how watching Atlanta games was. But, yeah, Jamar Chase had a hell of a year. He started off slow. You know, everybody called him a bust after preseason. And I wasn't. But I didn't think he would have a turnaround like this so quick. And that it kind of happened with Panay Sewell as well, because there were there are offensive linemen that can be considered uh, rookie of the year if that was actually a thing. Yeah. And like Cree Humphrey, uh, Rashawn Slater, and Panay, all of them did well. So props to them too, because shout out to that offensive line. But Jamar Chase for sure. Yeah, it's Jamar. Um, like these guys get their shout outs. I uh, shout out my quarterback Mac Jones. He gonna be he most likely gonna be the runner up, and he wasn't even in contention at the beginning of the year. So that just shows a lot, 
He was <laughs> the considered bust. Dude, he was <laughs> like guaranteed. I said too. I I ain't gonna lie. I said he was gonna be. He yeah, gonna I'll be that say good, yeah. But. I'm I'm not even gonna lie either. I, I did. <laughs> I think he was. I he's the first rookie that caught my eye like that. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say he's gonna be like a bust, but I knew like out of that. Well, I thought out of that like QB class, you know, the, like the top ones that got picked, he would have been the the worst, the worst out of the one. three. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But hey, he surprised me. So, so yeah, shout out to him for sure. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't high on the pick, but my thoughts changed when I saw him in the preseason because I watched Patriots preseason. I was like, Matt don't even look that bad. I'm, I'm actually gonna give him a shot. Gave him a shot, and yeah, yeah, he exceeded expectations. Got he got some damn playoffs. So <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. He was not supposed to be there. He got us there with, along with the uh, defense. Even though people say defense carry, I don't get how you carry a pro bowler. But right. not, my, not my opinion. Yeah. But um. Uh yeah, it's Jamar. I mean, like like my co-host said, how the fuck is a, he a bust in the preseason? But, Bro, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, he uh he so he didn't lose a step with Joe Burrow. Joe Burr. Um, yeah. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. But, uh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely see Jamar. He, uh, definitely, uh, like he, like he did with this, uh, receiving class and ran away with it. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, and, uh, shout out to Jalen Waddle as well. Like, yes. His season was very slept on, having 100 catches and 1,000 yards. Like, it's that. only because everybody hates Tua. Yeah. I, I think that's honestly the only reason. Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, that whole team just, like, was a whole distraction from that year. So, I, I hope people don't sleep on that year. Like, well, his rookie year. Yeah, Miami had a phenomenal draft. Yeah. I, lo- I love their picks. And, yeah, they could have used Panay. I was hoping that uh, they wouldn't draft him uh, there. But, man, he. I think all the rookies ended up in the right spot. Yeah. This was a... Good, uh, good draft class for all those teams that needed a guy to step up. But yeah, we can uh, move on to defensive player of the year, and it's gonna be interesting. I personally, it's not even Steelers bias, but you cannot give DPOY to somebody else when TJ Watt had twenty two and a half sacks. That's just my opinion. Like. Somebody that close to the record or breaking the record, like that that should be his award, no questions asked. So I'm TJ Watt. <clears throat> I'm dying on that hill. TJ Watt for for uh DPOY. I got TJ Watt as well for uh for that like ridiculous year, first of all. That man is a different breed. And I like that our guy, uh I know we talk about our own teams a lot, but real quick. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson today. Yeah. Uh, talked about how he models his game after that, and I cannot wait to see how he is in the NFL. But T.J. Watt's a different type of beast. If you like, if you drafted him, and you know all the hype, every single time you heard T.J. Watt, you would think of J.J. Watt because that's all everybody talked about. And then the fact that now, when you talk about T.J. Watt, you don't even like think about J.J. anymore. That's how you know, because your brother is a Hall of Famer, and now when you, when your name is brought up, you're mainly the one that's discussed. I, uh, that's automatic props. So, 
he's got to win it. He, you can debate that he was snubbed last year. Uh, like that was a a real debate. But Aaron Donald, you know, being Aaron Donald, but this year you got to give it to, you got to give it to T.J. Watt, who ties the record, and is not considered, or doesn't win it. And I should say. Oh, I had I had him in preseason prediction by the way too. Finally got that right. <laughs> but, but yeah, go ahead. Uh yeah, I'll give it to TJ. Um, personally, we're gonna co-host. Being a Steelers fan, I I seen a lot of Steelers games this season, just cause I'm interested in my co-host teams. Um, I haven't seen. I know like you can. People talk about JJ when it comes to him. I don't. I did it as like I haven't seen this dominance at the age he's at besides his brother as an edge rusher. That whole family's different. Honestly. Yeah, shout out Derek, man. <laughs> right. Oh man, best best, <laughs> best fullback in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm about bro. to say. Best fullback in the game. Um but yeah, like when his brother only playing eight games and still was in DPOY considerations just because how dominant he was when he's on the field. TJ is so dominant on the field. When you double team him, when you try to chip him, you better stay like a slant or a hot route just because, like, if 90 on the edge, you uh, better just just go the other way, <laughs> in my opinion. But, yeah, um, like you said, nearly broke the record. I know people are going to be like, some haters advice took 17 games this year. I mean, dude's going to go out there and play. I mean, hey, come on, he was man. getting held sometimes. He was getting double-teamed. Like, if you're getting triple-teamed, I'm pretty sure your expectations speak for yourself. Because I promise, if anybody who does hate would have gone on that field, they would get stiffed on by one arm <laughs> mm-hmm. by, by offensive tackle. T.J. Watts getting by professional offensive tackles. So, I definitely <coughs> hope he gets it. As much as I think he will. Just just for his accolade too, because there's gonna be so much BS when he retires and like and like all them times he didn't win DPO one when he could when we talked about. Yeah. So yeah. Uh <clears throat> all right, we can uh move on to the, you know, offensive side of the ball, offensive player of the year. Uh my preseason prediction was way off. So this <laughs> don't don't mind, but it was Christian McCaffrey. It was way I, off. I <laughs> that man that man couldn't get through the year healthy. But well, I mean when he was healthy, he was dominant, but just couldn't get through the year. But my uh, prediction for the award, I hope that Cooper Cup can win the award. Just you know off the, I always been rooting for Cooper Cup like. Probably like three, like two, three years ago, when mm-hmm. he, uh, him and Robert Woods like first got together and stuff. Those two were like a dominant, dominant duo, a very slept on duo that I like to root for. Back in those days when they had Jared Goff, but uh, but yeah, like you gotta give it to Cooper Cup, like two thousand yards on the year, well, for uh, from scrimmage over two thousand yards from scrimmage, and uh, that man is just. Even though you know he's not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, but you he's gonna get to his spots, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like that guy's just quietly one of the best receivers in the league, and you can't deny him. So I'm rooting for 
Cooper Cup, and that's going to be my pick for that award. Yeah. The, uh, I'm going to just say thank you, Cooper Cup, for being on my fantasy team this year. I picked you high. I said it was either going to be him or Robert Woods that breaks out. This man broke out <laughs> of being underrated. You can't even call him underrated anymore because, no, even if whatever you rank him now, he's still underrated. Honestly. Like, you'll probably say, yeah, he's a top five receiver. Give him respect. Top three. I'm sa- I'm I'm saying it right now. Uh, that man, man. He's top three for sure. Now, that after man the year, he's top three for sure in my book. That's my guy. Stafford now has thrown to the two highest yarding, yardage, you know, players of all time in one season. So, you know, let's, let's throw Stafford another bone right there. But... <laughs> Nah, Cooper was different this year, so that's my only pick. I mean, I think I think I had Kyler finishing second, Josh Allen finishing first. So but I I did not think Cooper would have a year like this. So Cooper Cup, congratulations. You're unanimously unanimously winning it. Anytime you win a triple crown in football. In any in at any position. Yeah. Like you got to. You got to win it. Yeah. <coughs> Triple crown winner. Next question. <laughs> he said, that's all I need to say. Come on, man. Like, what playing else is there to say? simple, man. What playing else is simple. there to say? You love to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And uh, last but not least, the one we've all been waiting for, most valuable player uh, for me... I feel like they're going to give it to Tom Brady just off, you know, the storyline and all that stuff, like him retiring and everything. I feel like they're just going to give him this MVP and, you know, let him walk out on top, technically, even though, you know, he's not a Super Bowl winner, but walk out on top in some form or fashion. So I feel like they will give it to Tom Brady. But throughout the year, I was like, you know, when Jonathan Taylor had his, like, uh, his coming out party, I was rooting for him as well. But now, he, like, towards the end of the year, it kind of died down. And it went to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. But right now, I feel like they'll give it to Tom Brady just for storyline purposes and his career accolades and all that stuff. So I feel like Tom Brady's going to walk away with this. Yeah, it's definitely hard to tell right now. I think... It's weird because that's like the only one that's not like close to unanimous. I feel like this is the one where like there's multiple options. But I'm going to say that uh, another candidate that they might even end up giving it to is uh, Josh Allen. And I have my pick for preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I don't know if I voted for him for Office Player of the Year or MVP, but that. Josh Allen was different this year. He was different in the playoffs. He just always stayed the same. Except he he did have those games that he would lose that no one expected and just ruined everybody's parlays, like uh, yeah. <coughs> Jacksonville or something. <laughs> uh, what else was there? Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh, week one. Yeah, right? week one, yeah. And then other games. But other than those games, that man was different. He remains different, and I think he could be – like the front runner for MVP next year. 
Yeah, for me, it's Thomas Edward Hattrick. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> Just because, um, I mean, you look at stats, top, he's top at passing yards, top in touchdowns, top five in completion rate. Yeah, I know he dealt with injuries. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dealt with injuries, but they always stayed afloat. They always didn't worry with Tom Brady. I mean, yeah, this is like the perfect Cinderella story. Go out and get a ring, but you're going out as the most valuable player. So you retiring when you don't even need to for real. Honestly. Imagine if he waited to retire and then received the MVP and then retired. <laughs> that would have been way better. That was part of his speech. Right, you're like uh, and uh, you know, just let everybody know I'm officially retired. He's like, I have decided to take my talents to the retirement home. <laughs> what? They say you're retired. You're like, I you gonna get all right? You know, or or that could be his speech, him saying he's not retiring. Surprise upside now. That that would that would be a. The biggest twist of all time. That would be funny. The whole NFL world is mm-hmm. going to be like, I thought he was in the free. I thought he was in the clear. <laughs> right. God damn it. <laughs> Man's like with the plot twist and then pulls out a Cleveland Browns jersey. Bro, dog. No, bro. If this man was in my division, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm crying that day, bro. That man showed up in my division. Rob Gronkowski is like, I don't even like that color, but you know what? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Right, I, I guess so. <clears throat> One more run. It's like you've had three. One more <laughs> runs. No more runs. <laughs> That's actually actually ridiculous. So yeah, that man, greatest of all time, no doubt though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, y'all move on to the Super Bowl prediction. Yes, sir. Sir. All right. Uh, we all know what the Super Bowl is. Uh. Rams versus Bengals. Uh, I was like, explain to me what the Super Bowl is. <laughs> I have it's never the heard. championship game for the National Football Site now. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> called the NFL Championship. Oh, is that the one where you get the green jacket at the end? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's golf. <laughs> You're like, oh wait, is that is that the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Like, no, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. My prediction for the game, I feel like it's gonna be a good, good uh game, like very entertaining on both sides. I feel like both sides of the ball on both teams are gonna step up for sure. It's gonna be a slugfest, but a lot of points are gonna be put up. Personally, I feel like it's gonna be like probably maybe, you know what? No, I'm sticking with that. Since all these playoff games have ended on a field goal. I'm saying that the Super Bowl is going to end on a field goal as well. But saying the Rams are going to win the game 31-28. to That's my prediction. Is everybody saying 31 for the Rams? Because I said 31. You said 31 too? <laughs> I said 31 to 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got two, two touchdowns, two field goals for uh, Cincinnati. And then 31, I guess, four touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. Uh. I think it's time for Stafford to really show that he was the one all along. And there because you know, 
Everybody said the Lions wasted Barry Sanders. Everybody said that the Lions wasted Calvin. And then now, we can't even say we wasted Stafford. I mean, what well, we did. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like we, But this time, we actually show proof that we really wasted them. Because this man couldn't even get a single playoff win in Detroit. As soon as he leave, he might win the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Does he, he just skipped the first, the first year. He bro. just skipped all the steps. This man went right into the back of the manual and just said, you know what, we're doing it this way. <laughs> and on top of that, Joe Burrow went straight to the manual right away. This man, this is his first real season. Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, his that rookie his year torn ACL. Full year, yeah. yeah, this is his first full year, and he's always been a winner. But now you really a winner? Like, can't can't get any better. So props to Joe Burrow, but... I think the difference is going to be not even the offensive line and defensive line. I think the Rams secondary and the wide receivers for the Bengals because they got the Rams. We all know they got Jalen Ramsey, but they also you can't sleep on T Higgins. You can't sleep on uh, Tyler Boyd. And then you got Joe Mixon coming out the backfield as well. And Chris Evans. Chris Evans is a receiving threat, too. Will they give him Super Bowl time? Probably not. Probably, I say, but, probably not, but... <clears throat> but if you need it, that's it. But I think it's going to be based on how quick they can get open. And if they... Because if you give them... If you give Burrow a lot of time, that's still bad. Because that offensive line is not going to, uh, you know, keep him forever. He's not going to have all day to throw. And especially the fact that they gave up nine sacks against Tennessee. You can't do that in the Super Bowl. You got lucky by Tannehill throwing pick, three picks. But you can't give up that many sacks again, especially to the Rams. So, with that being said, I got Stafford winning 31-20. to 20. I got Rams 27-23. Um, I, feel, I feel like it's going to be a game that Cincinnati has the ball last, but Rams defense stopped them. Uh, it's going to be a very good game, though. I definitely know. It's going to be high effort, high motor. Basically, who has the, uh, who has more gas at the end type game. I'm also rooting for the Rams. Yeah, because Stafford, but also, like I forgot today, um, Rams left tackle. Shout out to him. His name's Alaric Jackson, or you call him AJ. Yeah, AJ. Oh, yeah. Went yeah. to the Renaissance. He was on varsity. I was on JV. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. That, I did not know that. Yeah, and he's, he's really, he was a real cool dude. Talked to him at practice sometimes and stuff, so. Definitely. Bro, that'd be around. cool, bro. That's crazy. That's that was crazy. a high, high school we went to, by the way. Yeah. In, uh, in Detroit, Michigan. That's crazy, yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. I did not even yeah. know. Yeah. Where's the cat? You gotta say nice. But yeah, hey, shout, shout out to AJ for sure. Yeah, I remember AJ. Alright. Uh, y'all wanna uh, move on to basketball? Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah. <laughs> talk can. about these trades, bro. Man. Talk about these trades. Uh, let's talk about it. Because... There were some. There were lots of like you know minor moves, but yeah. the major moves. Which one do you guys want to talk about first, or do you want to just save save to the end? Because we could do like quick ones based on like the small trades, or we don't even have to discuss much. Uh, you know what? Let me pull up uh, all the trades that happened. So yeah, long. I might pull up every 
try to pull up every trade. All right. Where Wait, I your team. All the ones I can find. Your, your teams did not make a trade. So, real quick, nope. while we pull up. Oh, yeah. Okay, see. All right, yeah. While we, while, while we, they pull that up, let me talk about my thunder real quick. So, if you didn't hear, let me pull it up real quick. But the thunder made a move that I am actually excited about. Well, not like super excited, but, you know, uh, like I'm just looking forward to it. And that's us trading our 2026 second round pick for who I called baby Giannis during the summer league. (laughs) And it made me super excited just because, uh, oh shoot, I didn't even say the name, (laughs) but, um, uh, Okpala. Yeah. I, uh, KZ. Yeah, yeah KZ, KZ Okpala. That's what I was talking about. I I definitely like it just because I know why Miami made the move. They had to clear up 100K uh, to sign who to a full year? Wait, say it again. Miami did. I forgot why they, uh, like, who they were signing for, but. Dang, who was They, they needed to clear 100K in cap. But. Dang, who Um. I love the trade for the Thunder. I mean, you know, low risk. We gave up a twenty twenty six second. We already have like a ton of a uh, first already, so I'm not even worried about that. And on top of that, you got a young, I think twenty two, twenty three year old that has a high motor and stuff like that. And his defense, I love watching his defense, especially when he was uh, uh, dang, what country was that from? But he played against the USA in the oh, Olympics. Uh, Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. And so. I'm de- I'm definitely happy with that pick just because it's low risk high reward. Because if he does end up playing to his expectation, like he's dropped like twenty something points like multiple times. On top of that, getting mul- the double digit rebounds, I'm excited for this guy. So, okay, see, you did good today, but I expect another move or two tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely was a good trade for y'all. Just taking a flyer on somebody like that, honestly. Because he does have potential. Like you said, in summer league, he really did play well. And you can see, like, he can definitely be a good defender. Only thing I would say is just work on, uh, you know, his shot. But that comes and goes. Like, everybody everybody in the league, you know, that's one thing that you can develop is a shot. You know. Could have told that to, uh, could have told that to Jeff Van Gundy. But, you know, hey. Nobody, uh, everybody won't know. But, yeah, definitely KZ is a good prospect to take a flyer on, especially for a second-round pick. That's basically nothing. So. And he fits OKC because nobody on that team can shoot anyway. Yeah. Speaking, okay, I know this has nothing to do with the trade, but I don't know if y'all saw, but uh, I think it was Ty Jerome. He pulled off one of the weirdest stunts I've ever seen, and he had a 24-second shot clock violation where he had the ball all 24 seconds. Oh, yeah, I, I watched yeah, I watched the so OKC watch game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I had seen that, and it didn't even hit me that he didn't pass yet. And I was like, did anybody else do anything? Because I just, yeah. But overall, OKC, I'm happy today. So, you know, even though you lost, I was expecting that. I'm trying to keep my crew. This is, a tank, this is the tank season, so. Uh, do you got any thoughts on the... On that trade. On that trade. Uh... I feel like it was an even one. OKC had some size, had some young, had some youth, as I said before, some men. Miami 
clear some space. They was playing them. They uh, death was too, too uh, their rotation was too settled, I should say, already. So, <coughs> and then the Thunder didn't have to give up much. They gave up second round pick, so they had some. They had a player to help on a length and size, which um, it was needed. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and he like that twenty twenty six second round pick. He's in what ninth grade or eighth grade right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It is ninth grade. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. four more years until that pick's even needed. So I'm, I, I'm taking that. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I can move on to let's talk about the first big trade that was that uh, happened. So, the Pelicans and the Trailblazers. So Pelicans received C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, who's just today they said that he was gonna. Uh, Go through surgery, be off like six to eight weeks, and then uh, Tony Snell for uh, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander Walker, who just got traded to the Jazz, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Didi, uh, I'm not gonna even try. <laughs> Didi uh, Luzada, yeah, Didi Luzada, Thomas Sadoransky, a 2021 first round pick that's protected, and then uh, two second round picks. So, and that's the Pelicans, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the Pelicans picks. Pelicans and Portland's uh, uh, trade. Yep, yep, yep. Um, do you want to give your thoughts first, or okay? I get my, I get my thoughts. I bet. Okay. So, I at first, I at first, I was like, this is a terrible trade for, for the Pelicans because. I don't know how much value you really didn't get that much value out of the trade. At first, I thought you know Nikhil Alexander Walker, you know, made it, you know, a young guy. Josh Hart's already twenty six, so that's like he's gonna be a good role player for sure for a good amount of his career. But for a guy like C.J. McCollum, and you giving up Larry Nance too, that was a throw in, which really, I feel like that is another piece that you could have actually got a little bit more for. Like in a separate trade, and then uh, yeah, I honestly I don't know what the direction of the Trailblazers is with all the, with these moves, and then uh, you saw, well I found out I found out right after the trade because I was wondering who was the GM because they fired their previous GM because of uh like I forgot allegations in the workplace or something like that like uh sexual assault or something like that. So I was wondering who the GM was, and it's actually an interim GM that's making like these trades, which doesn't make any sense to me that you let a uh, interim GM make one of the most important trades in your franchise right now, as far as breaking that backcourt up. Like that's that's something that I feel like you probably waited too long to do, and then if you do it. I feel like you probably should have just waited until the off season to do it to get an actual GM that like you know that you want to stick around because now the person that you're hiring is going to have to pick up the pieces and like try to build around Dame and Portland already is not a good free agency market as it is like I don't think you would get a big name free agent to come to Portland especially after what they just did right now so. I feel like this trade just put him in a big hole. I mean, like, 
Josh Hart, you know, that's a good role player. That helps. Tomas Aransky's a good backup. But, oh, he did, yeah, he just got traded too. So, you really only getting Josh Hart in his pick in two seconds. And Didi Luzado, who's not going to play. So, honestly, the Pelicans won that trade. And I feel like the Pelicans are going to definitely be a team to look out for in the play-in. I feel like this that trade is definitely going to push them into the play-in this year. Probably, you know, the 10th seed, now that, you know, you don't have to worry about the Trailblazers. And then other teams might be falling down. Kings might fall down, even though they got Sabonis, but we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, I feel like the Pelicans made the right decision and jumped on this opportunity and took advantage of it. Oh, my phone. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, they finally freaking broke up the backcourt. That's uh, that's mostly why I, I took from this. Three years do. I would have done that shit after I got swept by the Pelicans. But, I, honestly. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, they actually did it. Like uh, my co-host said, trying to build around Dame here, which is the smart move. Um, Pelicans, though, yeah, if I'm the Pelicans... I actually love this trade because I now push for the play in because, to be honest, every team beside under me, like it was, I said I heard this in like sources before. Every team under me just is bad, so I actually got a good shot being the play in. And uh, adding CJ to a score like Brandon Ingram and like Devontae Graham got some good scoring. The defense is gonna be interesting, but um, you got some good scores now and then. Also, Valanciunas got his as well. But you had Toy Snell for defense, so, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. But, um, yeah, New Orleans, I know, was started as 1-14, 1-15, one of those records, and now they 10th seed. So, I mean, this is get, get, uh, made it better for them, honestly. So, it's uh, for us, my New Orleans taking Blazers. I mean, Blazers fans, y'all with me, with, like, our team, I, struggling with the Lakers, and, honestly, I feel like y'all struggling as well. Y'all, y'all, um, the pick, y'all, y'all have a, y'all, y'all have your own pick this year, but I don't know if y'all would get the pick that y'all traded for. I, I guess we'll have to see, because I know that the land specific spot, I, I believe it's 5 to 14, I don't, I don't remember, but, uh, I know that land specific spot for y'all to get the pick, but, yeah, you guys moving Nikhil Alexander Walker, and like you said, Didi not playing, so you're already getting Josh Hart, which, I mean, Josh Hart is a good NBA player. Like, I know people might not see him as a star, and he's not a star, but he is a good NBA player. Like, trust me, if he was on the Lakers, I would love it because he, he brings defense, he brings effort, <laughs> and he's going to bring hustle, which is always needed on the team, no matter if it's contending, rebuilding, whatever. If it's if you if a dude giving me effort and heart and hustle and doing other things besides stat sheet, I, I, I'm going to want him on my team, and that's what Josh Hart is going to do. He's gonna fit perfect next to Dan because he doesn't need the fuck. He doesn't demand the ball. He's not a ball dominant person or a dude that needs the ball to be effective. He will slash. He will spot up. And honestly, if that'd be one good thing, that would be one good thing I happen with Portland, especially after the trade they did with Norman Paroko. Because if I was a Portland fan, I wouldn't like that trade <laughs> just because though I could have got so much better than that. Feel like it was Andre Drummond again. Oh my for god! For us, but uh, Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
my take on this is New Orleans definitely. I definitely see New Orleans in the play in right now. I don't know they because of their start. I don't think they make it in the playoffs. Automatically they have to get in the play in, but I definitely see them because honestly everybody below them, they I feel like it's going to be in a re is a rebuild. They obviously are rebuilding or they just suck. So yeah. So I mean, of course Larry Nance Jr. going to be out for some time, as we found out today, but. I mean, by the time he might get back, it might be time for time to get ready for the play, which can be needed. We don't know if Zion even exists on that team. So <laughs> you, I need. I would hope Larry Nance get back when it, when he can. But uh, yeah, see, I'm going to be so interested to see how they going play mate because Devontae Graham and CJ McCollum both known as scorers, so they really don't facilitate as much, even though they can if asked, but. That's why I really think it's gonna be awesome because it's like it's a lot of shot creation, but it's not like a lot of playmaking. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. And yeah, I mean, you're gonna need some playmaking for Tony Snell to be effective because he's a three and deep wing. So he's gonna be effective on defense, and I know that. But if I need him to hit a three, I gotta get him open shot, which you can because the shot creators, like if you run him and maybe like him and CJ in the second unit. Uh, CJ might get the might get the double team because he's the only like known scorer out there with Ingram and Graham and uh, choosing maybe on the bench. You got him and uh, excuse me, Tony Snell or and uh, I can't even think of rotational players right now because they train so many people. But <laughs> I have to look at the roster again after after four p.m. tomorrow. But it's just basically saying CJ might demand the double team just because he knows has to score and everybody else is not effective or the ball dominant really. But, yeah, man, definitely New Orleans, I think, will be the favorite. I think even though Blaze did get a good piece in Josh Hart, I will definitely say that multiple times, that, that over and over, that Josh Hart, I believe, is a very good basketball player in the half. And Portland should definitely be happy they got him. Absolutely. Uh, you guys basically touched on what I was saying. Um, my thing, I think the Pelicans uh, – I think both teams did what they needed to do, but I will say, only thing that's risky is I don't know if the Blazers should have taken that with the protection so yeah. high. And because if you don't get that first, you are considered definitely losers of this. Because not only do you not get that, but the Pelicans keep that pick. And on top of that, they can use that for another trade in the offseason. And that that's like my big thing because like you don't have Zion of course right now. When Zion comes back, that big three is going to be lethal. You could use that first round pick. You'll what you have. What two first now? Wait, no, you just keep that one. Because, oh, uh, or do they have two still from the trade? The they 80, got they got trade, the Lakers. Right? They got Lakers pick. Yeah. And then this pick is top five protected, which probably not going you know. Oh, that's top. Oh, I thought. It was, I thought lottery. Okay. No, it's top five protected, but if it lands in uh between five and fourteen, the Blazers get it. But if it lands, yeah, five fourteen. But if it lands outside of that, then the Hornets get it. It's it's so weird. Oh, oh, yeah. I've never heard. Yeah, of that. it's okay. so it's so weird. Yeah. So they basically gotta hope that the Pelicans make the plan, but don't like don't, don't make don't that win play at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, dang, thank you for telling me that because that's that makes things a little bit more interesting. Cause it, yeah, if they do, if they do not work out this uh, this season, 
you still got next season because then you got yeah. Zion and the pick because you're not going to be a, a top five team anymore. Not with CJ. Yeah. Especially if him and Ingram stay healthy. And on top of that, uh, Tony Snell would be great for them uh, at the four because, you know, the spacing for Zion and stuff like that. And, you know, Ingram has been, you know, Brandon Ingram, basically uh, same thing. And then on top of that, you add another person that can get a bucket anytime he wants. And C.J. McCollum is still considered an underrated player in the NBA. And just because he's not, like, the flashiest. But overall, I think the Pelicans uh, got the dub for this one. Now, Portland, uh, I understand, like, it would be heartbreaking to break up the duo. and it, But it's what needed to be done. It should have been done a while ago. They took too long. Like, like you guys were saying, like, it's just, you just were trying to find a way to make it work. And it just wasn't working. But it's gonna be an interesting time because I don't because uh, Dame was showing hints that he yeah, he might not wanna be there. Oh yeah, I remember that that Instagram live, live and yeah. with LeBron. He talked about him my life. Yeah, he talked about make that call. Yeah, I was oh, like, yeah, make, make what that call? call? Yeah, make that call. I was like, excuse me, sir, but uh, what call are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, what you wanna trade to? Yeah, that's gonna be an expensive call. <laughs> get to get Dan from now. Exactly, you are gonna have to include. It's gonna uh, Lakers fans gonna be like Russ Tht. That's all. You, <laughs> that's all you need. But it's definitely gonna be an interesting time for both teams. But overall, I feel like they did what they needed to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can move on to the next. Big trade that happened literally hours after the CJ McCollum thing, but uh, but but, <laughs> but it's between uh Kings and the Pelicans. I said Kings, Kings and Pacers. Sorry about that. Uh, the Kings received Demontis Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holl- Justin Holiday for uh Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. So uh. Y'all can go ahead. What do y'all think about this trade? <coughs> um, Indiana actually made a good move finally. Um, so finally, finally, <laughs> they uh, Halliburton's a great piece. Um, just because y'all doing what y'all need to do and rebuild, stop trying to contend, dog. Rebuild. Yeah, mediocrity but was mediocrity's dead. Not it. It's not it at all. But you got a good guy in uh, Halliburton. You, I'll, it's gonna be very nice to have as your point guard or shoot combo guard because I got Brogdon still there. So you know what? But, um, <laughs> that could work. Now that I think about it. But yeah, go ahead. Because I know Brogdon Halliburton. Yeah. But uh, um, now nah, I was gonna try and thought. Yeah, you got Buddy Hill who didn't want to be there. I don't think he gonna stay there long. But. I mean, he just came along. Because personally, I just feel like I've three guys that got Halliburton's one going to be there long term. I think Buddy and Tristan both be gone. But uh, for Sacramento, I mean, you did add some maybe some juice with getting some bonus. Uh, it's going to be an interesting thing with him and Fox, but... With him and Fox, <laughs> so this, I know that the term will be, you know, the spacing just because 
both not, will shoot the three, but not known as three-point shooters. But at the same time, I, you did add an all-star, which, I mean, no matter... I ain't say no matter what, because Lakers did it, and we see what they're doing. So. <laughs> Pistons did it with Blake. Pistons did it with oh, Blake. So. <laughs> but I I believe you... You got your you got your A and B with uh, Fox and Sabonis. Now it's really based on how you build around them. Like I heard now that I heard now that Harrison Barnes may not be getting moved. So I think that's actually good because he spaces the floor. He's a defensive guy. He's like a three and D, but a guy that can get his own shot too at the same time. So that's why I say I will honestly keep Harrison Barnes now unless unless might give you a great offer, basically. Uh you got your rookie lottery pick Davion, who of course is your raw talent now, so you're going to uh, build him how you want. You did get two shooters too. I now that I think about it, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, that was a very good uh addition. I feel like that's going to be underrated as well because you're building for fit and both fit because both have the length and both can shoot. I don't just know how they even know is known for being a defender. Like, yeah, he's not uh, Kawhi Leonard, but he, he'll go get the guy. So Fox and Sabonis can literally just do what they do best. So, um, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm, if I'm Sacramento, I, that brings some life. I had an all-star, I had shooting, I had defense, I had length. In Indiana, I personally don't see Buddy Hill and Tristan staying long. So, they, I, I'm not saying they, they might finish the, <coughs> excuse me, they probably going to finish the year in Indiana, but your main piece was Tyrese, which honestly was a very good piece to get. Yeah. I so when this first happened, I screamed in my class, and I got I got in trouble with my professor. Well, not in trouble, but the, she just like looked at me weird and was like, <laughs> "You okay?" And yeah, but my initial reaction was, "What are the th- What are the Kings doing?" <laughs> and it seemed like you would think based on this move that they have a better record. And I think the move would have been better if it was a guarantee that like they would really make a push. But I think they just want to break the streak real quick and just at least make, win a playoff game. Yeah. Because it, it has been way long overdue. So I understand that. However, I don't see why you would do a move like this based on the fact that this is the reason the Sacramento Kings have always been below average because you finally hit you had a gem of a draft pick in Halliburton in his second year averaging what's his averages again like he's a, he's having a breakout year right I know yeah, like he's in, in, fan, in fantasy I know he's been going off but I don't know overall <coughs> I know it's 16 plus yeah, uh, yeah, and he had seventeen assists his last game. As, <laughs> yeah, his last game as a king had seventeen assists. Yeah, right yeah. now he's averaging fourteen, seven, and four. That makes and sense. Two steals. Oh, okay. I said sixteen plus. Cause that's what it is without Fox. Yeah, without Fox, he's playing crazy good. Yeah, yeah, but that's the main reason why I did not think. Uh, 
it was like that good of a move for the Kings just because you tra- traded away a really young, talented star. But I knew the Kings would need to trade a guard. Now, did I think it would be Halliburton? No, I thought they would per- like uh, package either Fox, since you know he's the most expensive, or uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Davion Mitchell. Yeah, Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here watching Davion Mitchell play, and I had a brain fart with his uh, name, but yeah, like overall, uh, I think the winner here is of course Indiana because not only did you start the rebuild, especially with that trade with uh, Karis, uh, you got the pick from Cleveland and stuff like that, but you got Halliburton now, and then who knows what big you can draft next year. Uh, but because like you might be able to get a power forward based on uh the fact that you could you might still be able to retain Miles Turner. And that's a big might. Uh, you know you have Halliburton now. You still have Brogdon. I think that duel is gonna be really nice. Uh, and then like you got the rest of your young pieces still, and I think you could they could honestly make one more trade tomorrow. But I don't. I don't know. This is the day before the trade deadline, by the way. Yeah, yeah. this is the day before Well, no, the now it's the day of. It just passed midnight. But <laughs> uh, we got about a few more hours. Did my under over under. Oh, oh dang. Oh, my God. I just, oh, because he just hit a three? He just hit the three. It was, it was two and a half. Oh, Bron just hit the three. Dang. Okay. Well, you know what? We're not going to. <laughs> We're not going to talk about sports betting. No, don't do that. Like, but, sports bends over it. <laughs> but I think the Kings would have been, this would have been a better move if you knew that you were making the playoffs, but you're so far down when it comes to like exactly where you're ranked right now. But if they do make the playoffs, I think this team is going to be talented enough to uh, make it and possibly end the streak. So overall... It's not as bad as it was initially, but I think the clear winner is the Pacers. Just because now you have Halliburton and a whole bunch of assets that you can build on for the future. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry about the hold up. All right. So, for the King side, initially, I was like, why, you know, why trading Tyrese Halliburton? Because that's one of the guys that you know, show that he wanted to be there and still, like, try to help the culture out. But honestly, I now, like, thinking about the trade and stuff like that, that honestly, I feel like, was a good move for both sides because I know now it shows, like, a kind of direction that you want to go in for the Kings' perspective because now trading puts a bonus to you and, you know, two good role players that have been getting, like, Slept on out of this trade, Jeremy Lamb and Justin Hollis, Justin Holiday, like those pieces really do help you move into a more of a like win now type mode. Even though you know there's just a playoff team and I don't know how far it's going to get, you know, a play in team. But honestly, I feel like this is a good move for the Kings just to, you know break the streak, like you said, and uh, just try to get the fans like you know some type of play play in playoff whatever like type of experience mm-hmm. and uh probably give you know De'Aaron Fox some kind of hope of like okay 
they are trying to like build around me or like trying to give me pieces I can work with because after the trade happened, like he was very like excited to play with Sabonis and like raved about how much, you know, he ne- he never played with a bid that can pass the ball and, you know, make so many plays out of the post and stuff like that. So I feel like it's good for their, that perspective. And uh, for as far as the Pacers side of things, this definitely helps to rebuild Tyrese Halliburton, uh, 41% three-point shooter, like very good playmaker, very good, you know, facilitator game control. Like he can control the game very well. Uh, you're getting a guy with Buddy Hield as well, which though yeah, Buddy Hield and Tristan Thompson, I agree with with you what you said, Zell. Like, I don't think they're gonna be there after this year. I completely but, forgot Tristan Thompson was even in that. Yeah, like, too. I do not Tristan, think he's gonna be there. Yeah, Tristan for sure not gonna be there after this year. And then Buddy Hill, he may be, but I I still think he's not gonna be there that long. Like Tyrese is yeah, like the really the main piece in this trade. Which I feel like you got a good return for Sabonis in this and just finally giving your team a direction. Like, okay, now it's rebuild time. And him and Malcolm Brogdon, I feel like that'd be a good a great like backcourt once Malcolm Brogdon comes back. Cause you have the length, you got the defense, you got the efficiency from both of them and playmaking from both of them. So all the only thing is, you just gotta you know see how well those young guys develop, like a Chris Dorte, Isaiah Jackson, guys like that. So yeah, overall, I think it was a good trade for both of those teams as far as like what direction they want to go in. So, uh, next trade we can go into, kind of like a smaller trade, but the. Jazz, the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Blazers, three-team trade. Oh, yeah. That just happened not too long ago today. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did we already talk about the Carousel K- Bird, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. So, uh, the Jazz received Nikhil Alexander-Walker. That was in the Blazers and Pelicans trade. And uh, Wacho Hernan Gomez. Spurs received Thomas Sadoransky in a second-round pick. And the Blazers received Joe Ingles, who's basically out for the whole year. So that's kind of like a next year thing. Uh, Elijah Hughes and a second round pick. So honestly, if like, it's, you know, just a little move to like give those teams role players that they can use. Thomas Sutteranski, I feel like that's a good pickup for the Spurs to have another guard off the bench that can control the game. And, uh, as far as the Blazers, I still don't understand why that you would trade that young piece that was in the Pelicans trade. Like, I understand that, you know, him and Anthony Simons, that might have not been, like, the best, you know, young duo as far as guards because both of them need the ball. Mm-hmm. Both need the ball to, you know, get what they, you know, get the fullest potential out of them, but... Honestly, I, I don't know what Dame is thinking about like this. Like, I don't know if he's either like, okay, I'll stick it out or like maybe I'm done with it. As far from the Instagram live, look he like he was done. But now like as we watched the we just watched the Lakers and Blazers game, like he was very like proud of that young team that they you know, how hard they were playing in that game. So honestly, 
you know, I feel like this this works for everybody but the Blazers. Even though you get Joe Ingles, that's not really enough to like keep Dame around. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Cause for one, Joe Ingles is an aspiring contract, so it's not even guaranteed that. Yeah. He'll be there for Dame, cause you know Joe Ingles, as we know, is out for the year with his injury, so he's not playing this year, and you don't know if he. He's going to resign there because he's never even been to Portland. He's been known as a rival for the past eight years. Um, <coughs> personally, um, if I'm Dame, I, I think he's going to wait to see what they do in the offseason again just because they have the cap space. But, of course, it's like I don't know who wants to come in, wants to come to Portland. But uh, wants to come. <coughs> not that Portland is a bad city. This is why I agree with people too. Like, Portland's not a bad city. It's just the organization is a bad organization. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Drake made a song called their name. <laughs> like, you really think they bad? And it's one of my favorite Drake songs of all time. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, dude, my son girl a got a 5S with the screen cracked. Like, who says that? <laughs> with the screen <laughs> crack. Them 5Cs were plastic. <laughs> um, come on now. Some of my son Ransky seemed like the guy Spurs would get just because he's a bit that pop can coach up and yeah he's not a big name but I don't think Spurs really get big names besides the ones they draft aka Timmy Tony Parker, Manu, Kawhi uh, even Ajante Murray now you see guys they drafted that's the really big names but it just seems like a vet that's a role player it seems like a guy that they would get for pop to coach so I, I could see that for the Spurs um Jazz, um, I don't see Wancho getting the minutes just because he can get a lot of minutes in Boston. No. Yeah, in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, because Willie in the wrong shit. So, yeah, <laughs> in Boston. Uh, but I do see Nikhil Alexander Walker being a good piece. Um, the young length there adding more depth to the Jazz for their playoff push. You know, we know they're going to be in the playoffs. They're always there. Uh, it's gonna be funny and awkward because when I saw this trap, I thought of last year when Donovan made Nikhil touch Earth. Oh yeah. And, and so I'm thinking if Donovan would bring that up to him or something, so that's gonna be interesting. But personally, um, this trade doesn't really seem like a clear cut winner to me. I think everybody gets a benefit in a way just because like the Spurs get a rotational piece and like they're rebuilding anyway. Jazz added a guy who's going to play the men's who's young, who got the length, who's going to add to their depth. And the Blazers, I I mean, you get a second-round pick, but I don't know if you take this buying contract and Joe Ingles and try to bring him back. And then, <coughs> excuse me, Elijah Hughes might not even play as well. So, I mean, I, I, I honestly at this point, man, I don't even know what to say with Damon Portland. <laughs> I'm just being clear cut honest with y'all. I don't even, I honestly just like, I'm just like, uh, with Portland, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, that's my take. So, honestly, all the points that you guys said, I basically had, so I'm not even going to waste time. Just, <laughs> yeah. But I'll say I'll say who I think benefited the most from this. I think, in my opinion, I would say the Jazz uh, did the best, and then the I'd say I'd say the Blazers did the worst, and then the Spurs were like in the middle. 
And I say that because the Jazz, like, they're still, <laughs> like, you know, really contending and competing in the uh, in the West. Yet, you got uh, this really young piece that's, like, really, um, like, beneficial for your team. Like, you could definitely use him in different sets. And he's still young, too, so you can develop him. It will be, I don't know how much you can develop him in uh, in Utah, but, I mean... It's not a bad start, and I feel like him and Donovan will complement each other well. So, that's all I really got to say. Yeah. But, yeah, Dame and Portland, I don't know if that's going to be lasting. But <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, a shame to have somebody that loyal <coughs> to, to a city that's, you know, not even a big market. And he's been that loyal, and you can't even get... You can't... You don't have much success with him. It's weird. Yeah, personally though, you're not winning championship there. I'm not. I'm just gonna. Say yeah, that. he he's definitely not. You're not. No, no, you're not getting James Harden. You're not getting Kyrie. You're not getting them guys. You got the money, but it's not attractive for real. And <clears throat> personally, by the time y'all draft someone or like you get the um, young guys to a fully potential, because oh, let me see something real quick. Dame is. <coughs> excuse me. 31 years old would be 32 in July. You already going to be in your mid-30s by that time, late 30s, and that when that young potential probably possibly finally hit. So, personally, I don't see you winning a championship. So, if that's where you want to do, that's this is the you need to leave. But you are a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, you, you feel like you got nothing to prove and you just want to stay loyal. I mean, you can do your thing. But, yeah. Okay, all right, real quick, you know, to end off the end off the episode, I'll, I'll just name a couple players, and then y'all can say if y'all think they'll get traded this deadline or not. Okay. All right, so Ben Simmons. That's tough, because the only only way that he gets traded is if it's James Harden as well. I think that's yeah. I think at this rate we know like if he does get traded, it's because it's going to be Harden, and. The fact that they almost had a deal done today, but they didn't want to include Maxi, and I'm like, y'all really <laughs> pressing like that, bro? <laughs> I thought Ben Simmons was the one that was basically untouchable. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough. I'm with him. It's like, I can see it, but Daryl Morey can't be the guy to call it, basically. Yeah. Or he, everybody in that office has to force him to be like, Jerome, they'll just take it. <laughs> just trade him. If yeah. Philly wants to win a finals this year, they need to make the trade. Yeah. And I don't think they'll make the, I don't think they'll win the finals without a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get MB is playing how he's playing. And I know James Harden, ball dominance may take away from that. But at the same time, James Harden's guys want to space the floor as well. And personally, <coughs> I feel like this is a way you get someone to push for that final spot, like Rob just said. Because you holding to this man and ruining the trade value for your own damn self. Not even just for him, for your own damn self. To make somebody really take, really believe that you are a good negotiator or make them feel like I'm not about to waste my time with you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. I want to say yes because James Harden, like, I know Steve Nash said, uh, 
Not trading Norton. He, they not trading. He wants to be here. ESPN shut that shit up, saying no, he doesn't want to. <laughs> and James Harden even backed it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. We we literally talked about it the other day. Someone's lying. Someone somebody, is lying. Yeah, somebody is. And I really do feel like it's Steve Nash because I can literally, we can literally tell by by Harden's movement. I can see if I if I if we were to look up last year Harden's first game, how that man was jumping and getting triple double against Orlando Magic. Compared to now, getting frustrated and shit. I mean, when you lose to the Lakers, I'll be frustrated too. To <laughs> yeah, you on a eight nine game losing streak. Eight nine game losing streak with Kyrie playing most of them games and missing your uh, your number one option for even more time. So personally, yeah, it's like, bro, I'm. <coughs> it's like I I see him getting traded during more not the one calling the shot, bro. Yeah. He's he's honestly just being a dickhead. Maybe <laughs> cussing. He's been. He's <laughs> been. <laughs> what what about you, Will? You think, you think it's happening? Uh, Since Harden's your favorite player, where you go? Do everyone a favor and trade the nigga. <laughs> God please, damn! Please, please, but oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny because the next person I was gonna say is James Harden, but that kind of ties in. Like for Ben Simmons. I say I say he's not gonna get traded just because of how stubborn like Daryl Morey is being right now. Which is kinda killing like the progression of Ben Simmons and the like what you can get out of him. Cause now this is kinda like tarnishing what like other teams think of him as well. Like you're not gonna get anybody that's really interested in him because you're holding on from to him for so long. And because of that I pray the first game he does get traded, he hits three threes in the game. I pray gonna, that that man hits sure it. I pray the first, yeah, the first, first game. Like, over on threes. <laughs> over on threes. They gonna be like, oh, you can shoot now. He's like, yeah. Why do you think I was sitting out, dummy? Like, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, Harden. I feel like I feel like he he should get traded, but I feel like they might wait to the offseason as well, but. Right now, yeah, he does look very, like, disinterested. Like, I agree with you. Like, Steve Nash, I feel like Steve Nash is the one that's, like, you know, not telling the truth just to get the media off their back, you know, try to, like, get the distraction out of there. But it's not going nowhere. Like, it's James Harden. Everybody's going to talk about that. And it's not going to stop. Yeah, whether you like it or not, it's going to be a conversation. And the market you win. Yeah, like. It's not that that that, <laughs> that questions those questions is not going everywhere. Every game they play until you know the trade deadline's over because they play tomorrow. I think yeah, they play tomorrow. I think so. Yeah, they, they definitely gonna, Washington. Yeah, they yeah. definitely gonna ask him about that. So uh, yeah. you saw Washington is the favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw. It. I saw. It. As you know, it's bad. That's, bro, that's, you know, it's bad. Imagine seeing that Washington. in the middle of the year, like at the be- before the season started. Imagine seeing that one day, so the next, like, okay, all right, all right, and Bradley and Bradley Beal's out for the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. Bradley Beal's out for the year, and they're still a favorite. That says something. That says something, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, next player, Jeremy Grant. If I may, I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I love Detroit for for the first time in a long time for that. They said we not trade him unless we get first two first round picks, and I it was crazy because I in my head I I, I said that, but I didn't want to sound like a like a weird guy, <laughs> like or Detroit bias. But I'm like, nah, bro. Think about it, cause think about it. I'm getting Katie. Are we getting Katie keys? Yes. Yeah. 
But the guy that was second or second or third at MIP last year went to the went to Tokyo, got a gold medal. Gold. Gold medal. Come on, man. Won it by Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard. Right. Both signed off on getting Jeremy Grant. And you want me to trade him to you just for him to be your fourth, third option for some trade. Because like, I saw a trade today where we did Chicago. They gave us Patrick Williams and Derrick Jones Jr. I had to get on my knees and say, I'm sorry. Wait, bro. that's it? That's it. I thought you were going to have the first. Right. No, I was going to say, no where's first. the pick? No first. No. I, I, just, terrible. I had That's to terrible. say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I said in my head because I would, I probably would have got my Instagram deleted or something. While I was gonna say to that trade, but <laughs> I'm hanging up the phone. I'm hanging up the phone. I said, "You got me." I'm just got talk. Me. I'm blocking me. every number in Chicago. <laughs> every number every in area Chicago. code. Every area code I see. Home, bro. Home, bro. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I love, I love that. All you we know, have to do is wait. Oh, oh merge. <laughs> oh my gosh! Merk, merk, merch, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, if I'm training my guy for real, you give me two first round picks. You ain't gonna use him like he's being used, but you saw what he can do, right? So you can, man. How you run your team is how you run your team. But I love the fact that Detroit said, "We if you gonna get him, give us two first round picks." I love that. So, due to the fact, not to answer your question. No, I don't see that. I don't see get <laughs> traded because if I'm a other guy GM, like I want Jeremy Grant, but I know what his role gonna be that I don't think is too first round yeah. pick worthy. Yeah. Like if he was LeBron James, then we talking or Kevin Durant or Giannis, <laughs> then bro, then if we're talking K D, I need at least eight first. <laughs> eight first. <laughs> I'm calling no K C I'll be like, You want him back? They're like, What you giving? <laughs> Give me your all your draft capital. <laughs> But yeah, so and Shay, you should be like, be like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shay, Shay, should be like, yeah, no. Nah. That, that's uh, the deal breaker. So yeah, to answer your question though, no. Yeah, me. I see it happening. Will it happen? I trust Troy Weaver to say no if it's not an offer that's enough. Yeah. And I definitely like, like you said, I respect the hell out of that decision because if it was Detroit, like if it was if it was anybody before. Like we we like we like we said we got excited when they said they wanted a first for Drummond. What did we get out of that? Bro, Shall we say what we got out of bro, that? Bro, I don't even want to talk about what we got out I, of that, bro. We uh, first of all, when we said we were going to trade Drummond, we asked for at least one first and then a couple players with it. At least Drummond ended up being the throwaway. <laughs> we barely got a second. Barely got a second. Yeah, out of it, it, yeah, John Hansen. Brandon, Brandon Knight. Knight. Uh, dang, who else was in that? It was somebody else in the second round pick. We didn't even get a first. Some guys not in the league no more. That's what we know. Bro, bro for real. <laughs> for real. But, yeah. But, so, uh, I I wouldn't mind Jeremy Grant saying because, also, we've been losing when he's playing. Only thing I hate is that teams might see that this offseason and realize that he might not be someone worth it because if Detroit's not – is if Detroit's losing more with him on the court, why would we want him on our team? So I'm hoping no GM sees that because when I see Detroit, like Jeremy Grant's solid, but he's like, it's not going to win you games. It's going to bring your name up sometimes, like how we've seen it before, but he's not going to w- bring you as much success as you think if he wants the same role. 
Like, he can't be your number two. And he has to realize, like, he's not winning with him being... I mean, he can't be your number one. And he he can't... He might be able to be your number two, but it depends on who that number one is. So, with that being said, because of the how smart Troy Weaver is, I think he plays it safe and waits. Because I don't think any team is going to give us an offer that we like tomorrow. Yeah. I'm waking up early tomorrow, like 8 a.m. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, honestly, yeah, I say, uh, I say that it would happen. I feel like a team is going to be, going to be, uh, like, persuaded into it. I don't know what team it is, but I feel like I trust Troy Weaver in being able to pull something off. It, it might not be like, you know, Chicago Bulls or something like that, but it might be one of those teams that's, like, edging into the play-in, like, uh. Dang. No, well, let me go to the standards. But, but going on the Troy Weaver thing, like, yeah, I agree with y'all. Like, I really respect the him standing his ground because, you know, previous GMs would, would have just been like, we just trying to deal him so whoever it is, we'll just throw him away, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, might, maybe for John Collins, maybe. I have no idea if that's still like a, you know, a, Possible trade thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Washington, maybe. Because they just, you know, they uh trying to get rid of pieces as well. You might get some young capital out of that. So, yeah, possible teams. But, uh, but yeah. I say, I say yes, because I feel like Troy Reaver can pull it off. I think he can, too. Will it happen? I just don't think another team budges. Yeah, yeah. But... If they do, man, please come over here and give me a hug for your stupidity. But, hey. So generous. I was about to say, happy birthday to me. <laughs> and my birthday passed. Like, But, uh, okay, I got uh, got two more players. All right. Bet. John Collins. No. No, okay. I, uh. I don't just because of the fact that what he said last year was around the same time he said it and they didn't make a move. And now since then, like, like again, since then we haven't heard nothing like that. Like, I personally feel like for him to really get moved, he must seriously be on, like, some AD shit. Like, <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. And I think he won't be like that until at least, at least the offseason, just see how this rest of the season go because Atlanta has now get, got back into the play-in. And I mean, John Collins had uh, been playing. He's been playing well. But um, personally, for him to get traded, I already think it's like he needs to really demand it. Like he can't just complain about the offense. Cause as a as, as an Atlanta front office, if I was an Atlanta front office, I'd be like you complain about it every year, then you'd be good, bro. So like, I don't need to move you until you come in my office and be like, trade me now. <laughs> Basically. So, Personally, I don't see that happening. We don't do small talk here. But I would love him in Detroit just because K is an awesome loud passer. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to say that it could happen. I don't think Atlanta needs to, though. I think he has too much value to just trade him just because I feel like people are undervaluing exactly who he is. And honestly, 
I know I know Atlanta would like uh uh I know they were talking about uh getting Jeremy Grant, but to get rid of John Collins just to go for Jeremy Grant, like you gain defense. And then like you get you gain a nice two way, but John Collins is an exciting player to have in your city. And I think you can get more for him. But or like you can trade him for an even more valuable piece. But I think if you do want to make pieces that will help you win a championship, there's other assets that you could trade. Like I know Jalen Johnson uh got drafted last year. Haven't heard much from him. Uh Onyeke Okongwu, I don't know how much they've been using I don't think they've been using him that much either this year. He uh, I know he's getting a little bit more. Yeah, he's been he's been starving recently. Yeah. But, yeah. So you could uh, trade him too. I think he still has a lot more. Uh, I think he still has some value too. Came out the same uh, draft class as Halliburton, so we got to see him. Uh, like he's still young as I don't know what. So if you want, you could pair. Like if John Collins is irritated but still wants to stay, you could trade for something else. Yeah. But I don't think you need to right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like. I feel like I made, you made a good point about I feel like people are like underrating how much his value is, especially to the Hawks. I feel like <laughs> excuse me, I feel like they do value him a lot as far as you know the excitement that he brings as well as production like he's a twenty twenty and ten guy for sure, the way he plays exactly and yeah like. What you said too, Zell, about uh, he said the same thing like earlier, and then they turned it around and made the playoffs. So I feel like it's gonna be the same like case. So I don't think he's gonna get traded. And then uh, last but not least, Russell Westbrook. Will he get traded this deadline? Yes. Mm, I am. I'm. I'm saying it. <laughs> he is definitely going to, especially after this loss today. And I think I did not get the – I know I've, I've said this multiple times on here, but I didn't get the initial uh, trade anyway. Uh, I didn't see it being that good of a fit. I know lots of people said, like, LeBron and Russ, all that playmaking and stuff, setting up AD is going to be nice. Like, that 360 uh, yeah. thing, it's, a, it's about to – Fall apart. I mean, you've lost like five straight road games. You just lost to Portland without Dame. I know you didn't have Russ either, but clearly, even with Russ, you're not a championship team, and it's clear. And you might not, you might not even make the playoffs. Like you're down what, like two or three games below average, uh, below five hundred. Four. So, four. Yeah, oh wait, yeah. Four, yeah, yeah. They ninth seed right now. <sighs> Oh, that's still that's still pretty good, honestly. For because like I say, everybody else sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every team, the next team is the Pelicans, was four games back. So, <laughs> like you have you have the possibly the greatest player of all time. Do not waste his time. You got like if it if it ain't working. I know even without Russ, they weren't succeeding. You could trade Russ and get what you need to make LeBron and AD successful. So I'm saying you need to because if you don't, then so be it. Your season's not going to go as well, and then Vrabel's probably going to get fired. Yeah, not even probably. <laughs> probably not even probably. You have three Hall of Famers right there, and all still pretty good. So, yeah, nah, I think he's getting traded. I think so too. 
Um, if you would ask me this yesterday, I would say no. But today, yeah. First, as a Laker fan, I want to say I'm thankful for them finally. I think I'm thankful they doing what I said. Do not trade a 2027 first round pick. Anybody I'm getting is not worth trading that for. I don't care unless it's Dane. Then then we can talk. But I'm not training that for John Wall. I'm not training that for Kimball. I'm not training that for nothing. For anybody besides, honestly, besides Daniel Lillard, honestly. Um, I know that's true because it was from Brian Winhorst, who doesn't know Brian Winhorst. they covering, it's on ESPN. They're covering LeBron-led teams his whole career. He did in Cleveland both times, Miami, and now L.A. So that's why I know it's true. Yeah, that's the LeBron guy for sure. That's the for LeBron sure. guy for sure. For I was sure. like, okay, yeah, we for sure good. Because personally at that time, I'm not expected to I'm expected LeBron to be done. Maybe. But him to be done and then A D will be coming done will be finishing his contract. So it's really about that time to be trying to build around A trying to keep A D and build around him. So and I believe you need the first round pick to do so. Like I said, unless we get Dane, then we can talk. But personally, yeah, just cause more reports I saw, like I got Laker notifications all the time, sending me stuff talking about now John Wall trade can really happen, even without the first round pick. Uh, I would like I know I said I didn't want John Wall. I didn't want him because. I didn't want to give him our first. And the thing was, we would have given our first 20. Like I said, I didn't want to give that up. And that would have been the thing, though. Now, we don't, if we don't have to give the first up, personally, I don't care. I, I don't expect anything this year. So, I personally, I'll just take him. I, don't, I, don't, I personally don't care. But uh, I know a lot of been talking about New York getting Kimba, Alec Burks, and uh, Evan Fournier. I would like that, too. They can shit, they can take DeAndre Jordan with his ass. <laughs> to go ahead, bro. They play AD forty five minutes at center anyway. <laughs> but um, <coughs> personally, I do. I just don't know who. Like I, I feel like um, <coughs> like with Houston, most likely I'm gonna buy. Of course, gonna be a bought out for real. And he'll go to his choice. New York most likely will keep him, just cause of the star talent, of the star name, and like. Honestly, it'd be honestly kind of fun for MSG probably to look to Rittenstein, even though one thing I'm I'm afraid of for us is New York though. So like LA, like New York West Coast when it comes to fans. Right. But um. So I'll just look tomorrow see if he if he does. I think, I mean, long honestly, I at this point, like I said, I don't expect anything, so I don't have any expectations. Or nothing. So honestly, as long as I don't trade my first for twenty twenty seven, yeah, I'm I find any trade honestly, because as I just saw today, it's not even, it's not even the fact they lost. It's just like they got beat because the effort and the care and the care of the ball was so bad. It was like ridiculous to watch, and I was trying not to scream during this podcast because <laughs> I literally wanted to scream so many times, but. Personally, yeah, I do think he he gets traded. He gets he gets traded. Yeah. Uh, me, yeah. Personally, I'd say the same thing. I think he's going to get traded. Yeah, I feel like yeah. If you asked me a couple like a couple days ago, I would say no. Like I said prior, but 
now that you know all this stuff is going on, I feel like it's going to happen. And I'm you made a good point about the the twenty twenty seven first round pick. That is a very valuable pick because more more than likely, LeBron either is not gonna be in L A by that time or he's gonna be retired. So that and AD as well. You don't know how long he's gonna be a Laker. So that pick is very valuable. And they should treat treat the pick as such. And I'm glad that they are, like, looking into that. And uh, my personal pick, when that Knicks trade came out, I really liked that that trade for the uh, Lakers because you get, get guys that can actually, you know, score and still catch and shoot as well, which you need on a LeBron-led team. So, yeah, a guy like Evan, Evan Fournier, Tashawna, he can catch and shoot. Ala Burks has shown he can catch a shoot as well. Kimball Walker, he can do it in spurts, but you more more likely he's gonna come off the bench to be that spark plug. Like with uh Malik Monk and stuff like that. So yeah. Personally I believe that yeah, he will be traded tomorrow. Well today, but later today. Do y'all think Brable's getting fired? Like as in Oh, During um, this season. Oh, yeah. Um, Frank Vogel, yeah. yeah. Uh, personally, I feel, like, I feel like he might get like another year and then they'll let him go. Personally, I hope not because this wasn't his idea. This roster is not his plans. This, mm-hmm. They gave him this shit. Yeah. And I didn't want this shit from the beginning. I just accepted it because it's Russell Westbrook. But... <laughs> Y'all know who I y'all I tell y'all all the time, I wanted Buddy Hill then sign tomorrow in the free agency. I say that all the time. And I say that because of the fit that would would have done. And I know people tell me DeMar <coughs> is doing this thing that he probably wouldn't have done. I I personally feel like he does he would have. LeBron because y'all really be saying the same shit about A D missing all them games. So you really think DeMar wouldn't have took over more? And then LeBron also with his knee. His abdomen, all the missed games he had. You really think DeMar wouldn't have done his thing. DeMar didn't, doesn't need. And then plus LeBron's so passive during the regular season, DeMar was going to be more like the scoring option any damn way. Yeah. So, like, people that say that shit just honestly blow me. And like that definitely doesn't make sense because you look at Chicago's roster, they got Zach Levine and Vucevic doing their things without the playmaking. Yeah. They can get their own buckets. So, like, I mean, they can, they, uh, will, like, you know, still have the ball movement and stuff, but LeBron is a passer. That man will find DeMar anytime he wants, especially at the mid-range. Yeah. So, on top of that, like, how, Zach Levine's averaging, like, 20, like, 24, 23, something like that. Somewhere around that. So, yeah. Plus, and then yeah, you got Vucevic, so yeah. Plus Vogel, back to Vogel. Um, you can coach, but you can't coach players that don't care. Like I literally just watched this game, and this it showed like they didn't they did not care. So personally, you shouldn't be blaming Vogel for a team to play how bad they play, how careless they play. So I really hope he don't get fired. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. Cause. I feel like he could do a way better job than he is doing right now with, like, a better uh, orchestrated roster. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, we can uh we can end it off right there. Any uh last remarks? Anything y'all wanna say before we go? This has been exciting so far. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited with how this is turning out because like we've gotten all this excitement without without it being on that day. Usually we gotta wait and then like we got those small trades that just build up because people are like afraid to make it and then last decision I mean last minute they panic and then make the trade so we don't really get to see big splashes like this like right away. Right. Often, and the fact that we got two big ones in CJ McCollum and then the Halliburton one, uh, literally like a few hours apart, not even on the day. That's why I'm getting excited for tomorrow because we might have a bigger splash if Ben Simmons and James Harden are swapped, because that might go down as one of the biggest trades of all time, especially if Ben Simmons, uh, uh, like helps in some type of way. If he goes and wins. In Brooklyn, and he's actually not a liability. Like, <laughs> imagine if he actually plays like how he's supposed to play, especially with KD and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You can't say nice, anything. That'd be a nice fit, honestly, because you you can put you can put him at like you know the four four or something like that, or you know be have have him as a ball handling forward because you don't have to have him as point guard because you got Kyrie already who can get his his buckets anywhere. And Katie's. So. And guess who your shooting guard can be now? Cam Thomas. And I've been high on Cam Thomas the entire time. <laughs> that man is a pure bucket. And on any other team, he would probably be leading rookies in scoring, honestly. Uh, that's just how much of an offensive talent he is. So imagine how that's going to work. Because you got a, a lineup of Kyrie, Ben. Uh, you got Kyrie at the one, Cam at the two, uh, Ben at the three, KD at the four. It can't get much better, honestly. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. That's a great duo, but, I mean, uh, that's a great trio on paper. But, like like we said, that's three guys that need the ball in their hands. It's not going to work as well as people say. Yeah. Even though we haven't been able to see the full potential since Kyrie can only play, has only played, like, what, six games? Uh, uh, if even. I don't know, but he, at this point, he's only played, like, five or six row games. So, like, we'll we'll see how it goes, but at this rate, the, uh, Brooklyn might be the ones in trouble as well if they don't do something. <clears throat> but hopefully that, that COVID ban thing can get lifted so like Kyrie can play every game. Yeah, he played 12 games. 12 games. Has he played 12 games? Dang. Yeah. Cause I knew they had a, a long, long ass. Uh, oh yeah, road that, trip. that road trip. Yeah. Any yeah. last remarks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Personally, Trace. I just want Trace to happen tomorrow. Like, thankful. I'm thankful my class tomorrow. When the deadline happened, got canceled, so they're probably gonna literally be on my phone all day <laughs> seeing the trades. Must be nice. But yeah, and because uh, if you look at the East, bro. I, I say Miami, they good. Chicago, besides Jeremy Grant, y'all good. But that East is so stacked, you want to make a move to uh, to have, to <coughs> get the contention in your way. I mean, in your uh, favor, just because every, every standing is a half game, two games, two and a half games away from the spot that I personally, I'm trying to make a move. Like, Cleveland just got a shot green Karis LeVert that just added to their playoff depth. Like, you really got to think about this shit. Like, that shit is wide open. Bron is not there no more. That shit is wide open. Yeah. Even even you saw Milwaukee last year, how they got Drew. 
six places, literally two and a half games back. Like you could right. be first one day and then fifth the next the day. The next day, like right. you getting a piece. <coughs> it's like because if I'm if I'm the GM, I'm not getting a piece just to care about what my standing was. I'm getting this piece because now you don't want to see me in the game seven game series. That's what I'm doing. And I was think about it. Yeah, Phoenix and Golden State, but shit, Memphis is there. Uh, Utah always gonna be in the playoffs. Even if they struggling, they always gonna be in the playoffs and always find a way to get out the first round. Besides, in the bubble. So like, I mean, you really, <coughs> if you really, if I'm a contender, really, I'm trying to get this extra piece for the playoffs. That's what I'm thinking. Stand because West most likely the top three teams are set right now. That's mostly it. So I want to get, I want to get just in case I got to see one of them in the playoffs or like, and I, and, or like, even in the play-in. <coughs> if I only got, if I'm, I'm trying to get seven to eight, so I only got to win one game and then I'm done. Now I'm in the playoffs for sure. You really got to think about, I'm really thinking about April. That's what I'm thinking about with this trade deadline. Yeah. So I really expect teams to make some moves and even rebuilding teams. Get your picks. There's talent. There is get your capital. You can be a tr- so you can attract free agents. Like everybody, ninety. I ain't say everybody. Ninety five percent of the league should be at least negotiating. Like I personally said <laughs> yesterday, man. I, I I can't imagine you saying Presley waking up at like eight a.m. <laughs> like twenty text messages like, hey bro, and it's my fucking call. You know, we've been calling. Come on, man. We've been calling. We be calling to reach you about your player's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so personally, I just hope I just hope this trades. Like when I wake up, I want to see blah 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 move to such and such. Every single team needs to be on the phone right now and wondering how can I get better tomorrow. Yeah, literally every single one. Maybe an exception is like Milwaukee, the Suns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like My and even then, Milwaukee might need to make make at least one move. Uh, like I either way, everybody needs to negotiate something. First, honestly, only thing, only team I'll say I'll ease that that I won't be that I wouldn't mind make, not making move is Miami, just because even they've been they uh, are pretty well balanced already. Well so. balanced and like they haven't had their players the whole year. That's the one team that actually haven't had their players and they are where they are. But yeah. shit, even they make a move, it'd be spicy, you know, like some juice, like. I just want some shit we gotta talk about, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Teams that's rebuilding need to take advantage of the talent they got. <coughs> Detroit. And the yeah. and the stars that do like not even stars, just great starter material players that do not like have a role here. If you think you they can benefit more at your place, call. Yeah. Think of your off season, bro. Not save them, but save yourself. Think of your off season, man. They gotta take advantage of the assets they do have. Because even Denver talking about some maybe some wing depth, I expect them to be everybody about maybe a Harrison Barnes or a Grant, someone that caliber. Yeah. He's always for wing depth. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great episode. You want to take it out for us, bro? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Low Key Sports Crew. Uh, Woo! <laughs> Woo! Sports Crew! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the next episode will be the you know reaction to the Super Bowl as well as the trade deadline and 
all those things going on. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Loki Sports Crew Podcast. And uh, wait, you know, what? let me make sure it's right. Yeah. Before I tell y'all the wrong Instagram. No, that's right. That's right. Low key sports crew podcast. Yep, yep. Low key sports crew Literally podcast. That, all one word. So uh, we'll definitely be on there updating y'all any trades, anything like that. Or if y'all want DM us, give us any ideas on episodes, future episodes, anything like that. Just, We're here for the people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's gonna do it. Uh, see y'all next time. Peace out. Peace out. See you.